Welcome to Gamer's Ledge Podcast, the weekly podcast about video games with news, reviews, analysis, and opinion. Keeping you up to date on how to wisely spend your money for video games, movies, RPGs, comics, books, and more for over 16 years. Find us online at gamersledge.com. And now, your hosts. Hello and welcome to Gamer's Ledge Podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Balth, and uh, joining us this week, we've got Neo Sapien. Howdy. And Burgundy. Good morning. And Trial Access has died in a fiery car wreck once again. Uh, not really. He's having internet issues uh, still from moving, but he should have internet soon. And he's got a project that he's going to talk about on the next podcast that we'll be putting up on the site soon. Uh, as always, Gamers Ledge Podcast is a free pro- podcast bringing you timely news about something we and we think you are passionate about, and that is the video game industry. Uh, if you'd like uh, to support us so we can keep making podcasts, visit the website at gamersledge.com where you can participate. Uh, if you want to help post stories, leave comments on what you like, what you'd like to see change, and ask questions for future episodes or video reviews you'd like to see posted. As always, we'll start uh, by talking about what we're playing and any issues that we have before we jump into the news. Neo Sapien, why don't you start us out? Uh, well, since our, our last show, I uh, haven't <clears throat> really done anything different except I did get onto the Defiance beta for a couple hours, uh, played around with that. Uh, pretty much agree with everything that you said in the video review, except for the fact I actually like the way they did the Ego's voice um, because it's it's kind of in contrast to the way that the, the people slash aliens voices are, and it, it's a computer that's trying to be human-ish, but it fails miserably at it, so I think it actually works. Um, so, but uh, otherwise, really, that's all I've really uh, gotten a chance to play here in the last couple of days. Burgundy? I picked up uh, Luigi's Mansion, <clears throat> sorry, on Sunday, and that has actually been... It's been great fun, actually. Um, it's you know Nintendo top tier game, so it's you know you expect it to be good. Uh, if you had any like for the first game, I mean, I liked Luigi's Mansion when it actually first came out. Um, it was a little bit you know it was a lot of fun, but I guess it was a little bit light. This one actually seems like it has a little bit more uh, meat to it so far. Um, but the one thing I really have a complaint about is I really just wish Nintendo would not bother with implementing 3D anymore in the games, because I actually gave this a fair shot where I was trying to play it in 3D for once. And probably like 10 minutes into the game, there was a an option, or there was a function where you had to actually tilt the you know the system, use the gyroscope, it you know to sit there and do something in the game. And as soon as you do that, it just like makes your eyes just want to you know bleed. So why did they bother with that? <laughs> like I hate when they incorporate that function in it when they want you to use 3D because as soon as they do that, I turn it off and then that's it. I never go back. I definitely agree with you. I've turned off 3D on every game that we've purchased so far. Well, I have been playing more Walking Dead Survival Instinct. Uh, I, I've got the the review about half written. Uh, should have the video review up probably in the next few days. Um, if you haven't checked the site, we just posted a hour-long playthrough of the Defiance beta. If you weren't able to get into that, we did a review of the Defiance beta. And then we also posted the uh, review for Telltale's The Walking Dead. Um, so it's been a little bit busy around here uh, trying to get all that up on the site. Um, I did get to play a little bit more of the Defiance beta before it closed. And then I've been playing the video editing and uploading the YouTube game. But before we jump into the news, 
I have to call out Neo Sapien. Because tonight, earlier before the show, we were Skyping and he was sharing his screen with me. And then, because you didn't know how to use your because, own site. Because I, I didn't, out. yes, I didn't know how to do something. It's a, a plugin that I just installed not long ago, and I didn't know. I actually did know how to do it. I just didn't make the logical connection. Uh, but the issue was, was that he left his screen sharing on. And Burgundy, do you know what I caught him doing over screen sharing? <laughs> <laughs> don't Don't let me make up something in my head, because it's going to be way worse than whatever happened. He was playing Farmville. No, okay, Farm it wasn't going to be that bad. To be, to be clear. Yeah, that doesn't make it better. That's, that makes it worse. No, it just makes it more specific. <laughs> more specifically bad. <laughs> friends now, now, do not here, let friends play Farmville. Now, right, now, wait here, a minute, here's, hold on. Here's the, here's the point. Okay, go ahead. Get let the me, lambasting in before I make the legitimate point no, here. No, let me give you a way out real quick, okay? Please say it was just like your mom is on Facebook and she begged you to join the helper with her crops or something like that. Well, actually, that that's kind of where I was going. Actually, it was um, my wife actually got onto Facebook recently and started playing, and she needed someone to help her with the the mission things. And as I as you know, and he's like, well, then just sign up for the account and you're on her list, and then whatever. Well, you can't really do that because they constantly have these things where you have to ask people for items and you have to share items and stuff. And if you don't keep up with the levels and with the progression you're not you don't have those items available to share so that they can complete their quests and their items so i do have to actually play the game and this is See, one no of those no that's that's my whole point is no no you don't i mean i understand <laughs> i'll be the first person to say you know what I, I want to encourage my significant other in playing games but facebook games is where i draw the line that well, is that that's not you know that that's not my preferred platform but it's something she enjoys it's something she can spend a little time on wasting the day she likes managing things she likes you know games like SimCity and and things like that where you can manage things and this is kind of for her it's like a, a light quick pointless sim city something she can hop in three four times a day do something quick get frustrated because some new quest to collect some stupid item has come up and then call me and tell me she's logging onto my Facebook account so that she can farm whatever thing it is she needs and get it, give it to herself. Okay, but so, that was not what I saw happening today. Well, I no. would be totally fine with with someone using your account to do that. That was you, sir, playing the game. Well, yeah, when I'm home, I do do, a, do the maintenance on the farm so that she doesn't have to do it all day long. <laughs> Friends do not let friends play Farmville. Unless hey, you know, so I'm a total wife. hypocrite here because when the game first came out, when Facebook was first, you know, when they were, you know, first doing stuff on Facebook, I played it for a little bit because everybody was getting into it and stuff. And then I was just like, "What am I doing?" You know. <laughs> but you know, so I, I can kind of understand that. You know, people get on, they're just like, "Hey, can you help me?" And you're just like, "Ah, oh, you feel bad," and you're like, "All right, they don't play real games, so I'll help them out real quick." It only takes a couple <laughs> and, seconds. And let, let me emphasize, wife. <laughs> No, no, no. I completely understand. Happy wife, happy life. It's, that's the rule. So, if, you know, I, I, I don't know. On the I, mouse, you know what? I, I'm not a huge bro shooter supporter, but I do feel like there is man card infringement here. The, <laughs> the, this is like, seriously, I've only played one Facebook game ever, and that was Dungeons & Dragons uh, text adventure story. So, it's like, not like I was like 
you know, wandering far away from my my pr- professed geekdom to begin with. But really, a casual game like Farmville 2? Really, Matt? Even you for know, the misses? You know, really classify it as a game. It's not, really. Well, yeah, it is, it is and it isn't. I mean, it's... I don't know. I don't it's consider a it a game. Machine, Next, you know? you're going to be telling me you're buying Facebook gifts for people. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then this, yeah, I mean, this, and you probably heard her in the background there. Yeah, I, I constantly say, why am I doing this? This is not a game. And I've asked her, why don't you, we've got a gajillion games in this house. Why don't you go play a real game? My, my next and, question was going to be, have you actually put, uh, 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 what's the new uh, tactics game on the DS? Um, the really good one, um, Advance. Um, what uh, fire emblem fire emblem have you put the new fire emblem on our ds D, ds xl for uh no i i haven't uh, that that's a bit outside of her uh, area i would have gone more for like a uh uh oh bloody heck now i forgot what i was gonna say luigi's mansion the- no, yeah. not Luigi's Mansion too. It's farming. There's the the the, the farming game. The oh, oh, boy um, and girl and oh, Harvest, Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon. Yeah. Well, but you see, I would have said Fire Emblem because you're still managing, well, they, albeit their units, but it's the same kind of thing. I mean, that and, and, and don't and don't get me wrong. <laughs> she's got a DSI and she's played real games. It's just sometimes for her, it's just. That that's what the the itch that needs to be scratched is just to have some little stupid thing that she can kind of get on a couple of times a day, a few times a day, work through it, and you know that that's just what what she wants. And and you know eventually we've we've gone through this cycle before, and eventually she'll get sick of it and stop, and then I'll stop, and then it'll start up again in another eighteen and months. Then it'll be Candy Crush Saga, whatever that is. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> You seem to be belying some knowledge that you have. I don't know. I'm getting like a ton of requests from that. And we were joking around. Um, A friend of mine has uh, his his soon to be wife is playing Candy Crush Saga. And he was flipping out because he used to play on. He used to play online poker and he got really in a huge amount of trouble because she was accusing him of being an addict because he spent real money on poker online and stuff like that. And all this kind of brouhaha started about it. So then he turns around. I see him flipping out on Facebook because she actually spent a dollar on Candy Crush Saga to purchase health or something like that. Whatever you need in this game to continue playing. She actually spent a real dollar on this fake game on Facebook because she didn't want to wait for like an hour or something like that to play some more. So then I started in saying, like, that's how it starts, and then you're a heroin addict, and blah, 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 and, you know, and it just snowballed from there. We just started, like, piling on, and it just, it really didn't end well. Yeah. I, I mean, I will, I will never play, pay money for a Facebook game. I mean, that, that is a line I will not cross. No, that, but, but see, according to your reasoning, that's what you say now until the wife asks you to do so. No, she already has, and oh, I've okay. said no. <laughs> All right, at least there's some line set there. There is a line. There is a line I will not cross. I mean, Actually, there's, you know. there's a very interesting thing they used to do. Mm. I don't know if they – they probably don't do it now. But there used to be in Farmville um, from Zynga a direct like a black card club or something like that, like a really exclusive platinum member club where they would contact heavy users outside of the game invite them into this club where they would spend like five, like $500 of real money 
and they would get like all this bonus stuff and everything that they would just load into their game on Facebook. And it was like this real shady thing. It was like outside of Facebook. So Facebook didn't get a cut of the money or anything like that. And this like went on for a while and they had like a small group of people that were just so addicted to the game that they would actually pay this money, a large sum of money and get all this like free profit from it. That was just like ridiculous. Yeah. The, have I've, you heard about that? I have heard about that. And, and the funny part is, is, you know, when you look at this type of, and, and I joke, I, I tease Neo Sapien. I'm, I really don't care if he plays Farmville too. I mean, I do do a point from, from, a from the perspective of a true gamer versus a casual game, that's, I mean, I'm just ribbing him is all that's really happening. A true gamer accepts gaming in all of its That's forms. absolutely correct. <laughs> that's absolutely correct. And I'm, I'm just Hippie. ribbing him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just ribbing him for the most part. But, you know, you look at the Korean MMOs, which are very much like Zynga games, and you you pay to win. As yeah. opposed to just pay to play or pay for cosmetic enhancements as they do here in the Western world. There, you pay to win, and you read these stories about doctors and lawyers mm -hmm. going bankrupt, spending their entire life savings just so that they can be the king of an army of 400,000 people for a day. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's absolutely scary. Thank, thank goodness there's nothing like that around here. Well, they have actually, Zynga hired more... I'm not sure um, what the number was or anything like that, so I'm, I, they probably don't have more, but they hired specifically psychologists more so than actual game designers to design games that are just in, you know, promoting addictive behavior in people to keep them clicking and keep them on the screen more and all that kind of stuff so they can just keep playing. Yeah. And that's a scary kind of thing that they would hire a psychologist over a game designer. <laughs> it's kind of scary that a psychologist would actually do that. That's probably uh, why Zynga's worth a billion dollars. Oh. <laughs> Psychologists don't exactly make a lot of money. That's why I took my psychology degree and now have a career in IT. <laughs> so. Well, I think, uh, I think we've exhausted ribbing Neosapien long enough. That, that'll bring us, of course, to the news. Oh, look, it's been an hour already. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite that bad. Well, our first piece of news this week, uh, Warner Brothers Interactive is working with Lord of the Rings online developer Turbine to launch a DC Comics universe-centric MOBA game called Infinite Crisis. Uh, MOBA, by the way, stands for multi multiplayer, uh, multiplayer online battle arena, and it's basically a three-quarters perspective capture the flag type game with characters supporting the damage, tank, support, and healer roles. Uh, they've announced characters like Vampire Batman, Gaslight Catwoman, The Flash, Wonder Woman, uh, Gaslight Batman, The Joker, Zatanna, Shazam, Poison Ivy, Gaslight Joker, Doomsday, and Green Lantern. Uh, can you guys, uh, first of all, have either of you ever seen or paid attention much to the uh, League of Legends type MOBA games? Not really. Personally, I have not because... Um... I've always understood that the barrier to entry is pretty high as far as like skill goes because if you're not in on day one, people have apparently been really brutal to anybody, any newcomers to those kind of games. So I tended to just kind of stay away from it. And MOBA is a horrible acronym. Well, it is, but it is. I, I always <laughs> think of Moby, the the uh, the music musical person, but that's all right. Um, 
the interesting thing is that League of Legends has created a huge spectator sport around this style of game. And they have personalities that people follow who play certain types of characters. And then, of course, they're on teams and they compete both nationally and internationally. Uh, I could actually see a spectator sport around this. Comics has a huge appeal. And if you get a good balanced game set, I could see this. And by the way, if you're still trying to figure out what a three-quarters perspective uh, game looks like, I would say Warcraft, not World of Warcraft, but Warcraft or Diablo 3, things along those lines. That's basically what it looks like in terms of... I'm old. I was going to say Landstalker. You could say that, but then you've just narrowed it down from the seven people that listen to the podcast to just you. (laughs) Well, and me too, but that does. (laughs) Burgundy? It's also referred to as isometric sometimes. Yes, yes. Three quarters isometric. I will say I'm actually more interested in seeing this game, and I would actually, like, I actually. I'm one of those sick people that actually enjoy just watching people play games sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, I love going over my nephew's house and just, like, watching them play through games that, like, I normally won't play. A DC version of one of these is something I'd actually be interested in watching, which is sad, but I'm totally into that idea. No, you see, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, this is one of the reasons I was so excited for the PS4 announcement. Everyone's going to be able to Twitch stream, you know, basically stream whatever they're playing, and I would, there are times where I just don't feel like actually picking up a controller and jumping into a game. But if I see that Neo Sapiens playing, uh, Farmville, not Farmville, <laughs> but if he's two, <laughs> thank you. Farmville um, the deuce. <laughs> but you know, if Is he's dropping a... I'm trying to figure out something he would actually play because I'm looking at my collection of games and that's a no, that's a no, that's a no, that's a no, since he doesn't play any first-person shooters. Um, you know, if he's playing Uncharted 3 and I want to watch him do that, I can just do so. And that, that seems like an intrig- uh, uh, intrinsically very appealing thing to gamers, in my opinion. What do you think, Neo Sapien? Are, are you enthused about being able to watch other people play? Um, to a degree, yes. I mean, I, I've got a lot of folks that I, I know that are, are internet people or people that I knew from my moving around days, um, that, that I don't really get to communicate with much more anymore. So, I mean, I think I would want a, a voice, you know, I don't know if I'd fire it up on Skype or if, if there would be a voice chat available through this, but, you know, just kind of hanging out and, and watching a game. I don't know that I just want to sit there and just watch a screen of somebody going through something. I've got three kids. If I want to do that, I can have that and have live interaction at the same time. <laughs> I thought so, you were going to say I can just set them to work. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, 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 you know, I, I actually thought about, you know, for a while they were playing on my online profile, so they were grinding trophies for me, <laughs> and then I felt bad, so I built them their own profiles. You should, sir. No wonder you caught up to me so quick. No, this was way, way back. Uh-huh. No, the, no, the platinum trophies is how I caught up to you so quickly. Uh-huh. You of only one. I know. And that was a cheap one. It's It was not cheap. It, it was, was two. It was $25. hard fought and hard fought and gut wrenching. Thank you very much. Pa- paid you twenty five dollars, got your trophy. Twenty bucks, actually. Okay, twenty dollars. Dollar an hour. Um, <laughs> the best thing about this game, uh, by the way, it's called Infinite Crisis, uh, and it's based around the Infinite Crisis 
main worlds that we saw in the, the DC Comics. Uh, best part about this, free to play at launch. Hmm. So I, I will definitely be giving it a spin. Right now it's PC only. Uh, I'm hoping they actually, I mean, I looked at the graphics. I'm sorry, the graphics didn't look that great. It's not that hard to, they're doing Diablo 3. Why couldn't they do this? And I hmm. think I think we'll see a port to the PS4. And just to be clear, for those that, that may not be familiar with the free-to-play, that does not mean the game is free. The game will cost you whatever it costs. Uh, there's no monthly subscription for the online play is what that is. No, on this one, it is actually free-to-play. Well, you mean literally? It, literally, there's zero, there cost. zero cost. To yeah, get they'll, make their, they'll make their money because they'll, they'll have, like, you so know, they'll skins, have buy, skins and everything, buy characters, characters and everything like that. Yep. So. Okay, so I was wrong. All right, apologize no. for that then. No, that's all right. It, it is confusing, but in this case, it truly is free to play from day one. So I, that's very interesting to me. That that is, I guess that would explain why it looks kind of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Burgundy, you've got a uh, uh, some hands-on time with Luigi's Mansion. Ah, uh, yes, yes, I do. Um, I love how they rip off the Ewoks for the professor's language in the game. Like, I swear, he's always going yub-yub and all that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, you what? hear it all the time. Yeah, it's really That's obvious. not an Ewok. That was, yeah, that was a Jawa, sorry. Jawa. But yub, the, yub. Uh, yeah, it, he completely does, like, Ewok stuff throughout the whole thing, and it just cracks me up, like, yeah, when I'm playing it, but that's just, like, a dork thing. Um, I actually like it. Um, it seems like it actually has a lot more, you know, beef to it compared to the original game, which is kind of cool. Uh, lots of puzzle elements in it, and it, it's, um, you know... I think this is going to be a really fun one. I'm not too far into it at all. I'm really just starting in it, you know, not even probably like an hour into it. Um, but I'm really enjoying it. Again, I touched on it earlier. Nintendo just really needs to bag the whole 3D thing, especially if they're ever going to incorporate any kind of gyroscopic movement into the game. Once they do that, it kills the 3D. Um, I even did a little thing, you know, where I was just playing with the 3D, trying to adjust it. And I almost made my eyes bleed because I just went and I put the 3D on all the way and took it off all the way, threw it on all the way, took it off all the way. Did you ever do that? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a horrible feeling. <laughs> I don't know why I did it either. It was really late. And I just now, now it. Burgundy, you are just... you one of those people that have those covers over your electrical outlets too? <laughs> I should. <laughs> Those things hurt. <laughs> I, it's I, again. I have no real good reason for doing what I did. It's just I, I think I was just kind of annoyed that they put the, the gyroscope stuff in there. So I'm just like, oh, let me just sit there and give myself a headache because that's what Nintendo <laughs> wants. That's what they want. So let me just speed the process along because they hate me. Um, but other than that, I like the game. <laughs> the um, it's you know graphically it's great. Um, there's a lot of nice effects on it, like the way. You know the flashlight lighting and everything is they really put a lot of work into it it's it's a very high quality product and i'm pretty happy with it so far um it's what i expect out of a nintendo game i mean honestly like it's i hate saying it, it's like it's it's almost boring that their high quality games are you know as good as they usually are i am a nintendo fan of their games especially on the portable stuff when they when they put out a high you know put out one of the pro, big high profile ones I tend to pick them up because they're usually a lot of fun, and this so, is not disappointing. I have to ask you, um, mm -hmm. uh, first of all, do you have a Wii U? I don't have a Wii U, no. Okay. Are you going to pick up uh, Monster Hunter 4 that's coming out here shortly? 
I I was actually at um, I was at the game store and they were talking and the the manager was talking to me about it and I was just like oh, I was like I don't know I was like I don't really you know jump on the online ones and he said that there's that you need to have the Wii U to actually play online. I believe that is the case. Because it uses it as like a you know a, like a proxy you know almost to to get on the internet. The DSXL can't do it itself apparently you know handle the bandwidth or whatever. But the game itself includes a, a significant single player you know campaign that you can play in. Yes. That kind of interested me. <laughs> I never jumped on them before because I was my understanding is they had a big high um, requirement for online play. I can get into it more if it's just a single-player game, so I'm really considering that one now. Neil, you've got the next story? Uh, yeah, in the, in the step of completely and utterly lazy uh, reporting, uh, Humble Bundle again. Um, <laughs> this week, they've got two offerings. They have a new Humble Bundle. This is the Humble Mobile Bundle. This is their first Android-only bundle. Uh, again, same model, pay as you will, pay what you want. But instead of the EFF this time, uh, the two charities are Child's Play and American Red Cross, which I thought was interesting. Um, so for the Android bundle, they've got the uh, top-down reverse tower defense game Anomaly, uh, physics puzzler, the physics puzzler. Say that three times fast. Contrajour, uh, the Quirky, as it says, tower defense game plant versus zombies, which is available on pretty much everything, including oh, no. most major brands of microwave. Um, third person action brawler Blade Slinger, which I had not heard of before. Um, and if you pay above the average, you also get uh, Metal Slug 3 and a puzzler called The Room. And all of these are for Android only. Uh, if you go to HumbleBundle.com, it has a list of devices that they know will work with these games. Uh, so you can go there and check it out. Um, I actually haven't checked what the current price is right now. Actually, I think I have the page up. So one second. Right now, the average is $6.80. Nope, wait a minute. That's the wrong one. Uh, that's the Humble Weekly Sale, which I'll get to in half a second. Uh, the average is actual retail price is not listed right now. Womp, <laughs> There oh, there go. it is. $5.58. So for the mobile bundle right now, the average price is $5.58. So 6 bucks will get you the bonus features. And as we reported last week, they are still there on their second week of the Humble Weekly Sale. Uh, this is quite different from the first sale. The first sale was the independent uh, action platform game i guess you'd almost kind of call it that uh actually more like the link to the past but anyway uh of uh, bastion this week we have the thq sale so for your price you get uh steam keys this windows only steam keys for darksiders red faction armageddon uh red faction armageddon path to war dlc uh, that's what you get if you pay the the normal. If you pay above the average, which is currently six dollars and eighty cents, you also get Red Faction Guerrilla and Darksiders too. So you can get the uh, wow. both games in the Darksiders series and two Red Faction games uh, for seven bucks. That's pretty impressive. And uh, together at retail price, they would be one hundred and fifty dollars if you paid 
full retail price. And again, uh, the charities for this week are Child's Play and American Red Cross. So two very, very quality uh, charities and some pretty awesome game selections. And like I said, right now, seven bucks gets you the whole deal. Uh, inevitably, that price is going to go up during the course of the week, most likely. So uh, again, you can pay your at least $1 and get a couple solid games, or you can pay 7 bucks and get four pretty nice solid games from the THQ collection. Ow. Well, in news for Square Enix, Yoichi Wada, uh, that probably should be the death, uh, death song instead of the victory song, but Yoichi Wada, CEO of Square Enix, uh, hereafter referred to as Squeenix, is stepping down as the company prepares to report horrific earnings, uh, partly incurred by a $105 million restructuring deal. Um, sales have been lackluster in the West as well as in Europe, uh, mainly because they're not giving people what they want. Can we please kill Final Fantasy thirteen? Thank you. You know, I think I think honestly, this is sad news. I mean, he's been there since I believe two thousand three, since the merger with between Square and Enix. But I think they have to get some new blood that wants to be creative in there. Uh, and you know, I'm sorry. All they need to do is do a not a remastered, but a remake of Final Fantasy VII with today's graphics, but keep the exact same battle system. And I believe every fanboy on earth would buy the game. Uh, so you know, or die of surprise, or die of surprise. Yes, that that could very well happen as well. So I I, I don't know. What, what what do you guys think? Do you think this is good for Square Enix? Do you think it's bad for them? The only real successes they've truly had of late have been Tomb Raider and from all from everything we've seen so far Thief but that's from their western developers at Crystal Dynamics and Eidos that's not from Square Enix proper well they've 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 had uh, Dragon Quest 400,000.9 I mean those games always do well in the west so I'm or in the east rather so those have to have been successful games I mean I don't follow the Dragon Quest series I but, believe nine was not as big as they thought it was going to be, or ten, okay. whatever the last one was. Yeah, you know, I picked a really big number, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, a, I'm kind of encouraged by this, but at the same time, they just promoted one of the old guard to his position, so it's not like they, they really shook things up and promoted some young up and comer and hired somebody from outside to come in and, and shake things up and, and kind of really, really rattle the cages. They just reorganized the old guard. So I don't know that this is really going to accomplish anything other than like their entire executive staff got their salary just slashed. Even the guy who got promoted to, to Wada's place, um, position rather, took a significant pay cut along with that promotion. So maybe, I don't know. You know, the fun, the funny part about this is is now Taito technically runs uh, Sque- Squeenix because it's it's Taito director Yosuke Matsuda that's going to be promoted to his, uh, you know, to Wada's old position. And so, you know, he was basically the director of Taito. So it, it's interesting that it's exactly as you said. It's not just old guard; it's old old guard, <laughs> super old guard. Yeah, this means elevator action making a comeback. Yeah, no, no, oh, oh. no, oh. It would make you happy, so it's not going to happen. Dude. Right, that's exactly. 
True. All right, that's that's very valid and fair. <laughs> Why don't they just whip it? You know they have it somewhere. They have that remake of Final Fantasy VII. That would save the company in one shot right there. That's all they have to do is just blanket bomb that thing on Xbox, PSN, and Vita, and... And, and you know the Everybody funny part. Is so happy. The funny part is, is you look at their, um, you look at their their conversations with management, with the develop, with the game designers, and they say, no, we don't want to do that because we have to stand on our own two feet and realize new visions for the company. But then what did they do? They re-release Final Fantasy one through eight or no one through nine. Uh, Almost on, ten. Ten now. Well, ten's coming. Soon. Um, they re-released those on the PlayStation Network and XBLA and iOS. Then they they build a crappy game in Final Fantasy 13. Don't even get me started on it. I mean, I liked, I, I love 11. I, I lost years of my life to 11. I very much like 12. Uh, I know I'm in the minority, but it was basically a single-player MMO version of 11, so I liked it. And then 13 was horrid. And instead of cutting their losses and saying, okay, we made a bad game and we admit it, we're going to come out of the gates running with, uh, well, I should say our next games, because obviously 14 was a massive disaster. Uh, instead, they they release 13.2, which nobody cares about, and 13.3, which nobody cares about. Please, lightning returns. Lightning shoot me in the head. I don't want any more Final Fantasy thirteen. Give us what we want, what everybody in the world asks for, Final Fantasy seven remake. Not up-res, not HD. Give us a remake using today's graphics. I mean, if you look at the Square Enix CGI studios that they have in Hawaii that did the, the Final Fantasy movie, that did the Final Fantasy Advent Children... What would I give to play a video game that plays out like Advent Children? Seriously. Make it an action game instead of a turn-based, you know, RPG. I don't care. If you look at their PSP games, their PSP games were great action games. Give them the wrapper of today's graphics on next-gen consoles and make money. Print money. You'd be Nintendo printing money. Well, the old Nintendo. Please stop yelling at me. I'm sorry. (laughs) I would take no, a but... Crisis Core remake of Seven, even. I mean, oh please, yes. It, it just doesn't make any. It does not make any sense to me. I mean, you can sit there and see, like everybody craps on Nintendo for what they did for re-releasing games and everything, the virtual console and stuff, for making a quick buck and re-releasing, you know, games when they would do like you know the when they would redo the graphics and everything on them for the new consoles, and everything. But the thing is, it works, and the thing is, people want them, and the thing is, people buy them and play them and love them. It, and then go online and gripe about them and get them more publicity. Right. It's a slam dunk. It's such a slam dunk. They should have been working on this for years and just whipped it out, especially right now at the end of the console, at the end of the console lives when everybody has PS, you know, PS3s and Xboxes. Just throw the damn thing out there and save the company. It's that easy. Yeah, I, I, I really have no idea what they're thinking, why they're so resistant to it. It makes no sense when they're re- they're more than willing to cash in on every other thing possible that they've done. It's this is the one area that they haven't, and it, like I said, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. I hope we see something different. I hope we see this upcoming soon. Yeah, there was um there was an article I read that was really great on just the mess of development hell that was going on over at Square. Um, there was a company that was being outsourced uh, to do. 
a bunch of like uh, I guess like art and everything for one of the Final Fantasy games, and they would send stuff back and forth. Like they wanted it send it, they wanted them to send stuff back and forth by fax and everything. They were they were doing everything archaic. Um, they would send things back that were like they would say no, we don't like this, and then they would send things back that were like from other Final Fantasy games that they already did. And they would say, no, that's not good enough either, you know, and they were just like, because they were just completely like, what are we supposed to do here? And they were just effing with them at that point and sending stuff back. And it was just like a nightmare. Um, it was an older article. I forget exactly what was going on, but it just sounded like they had no management at all going on at any level of that place. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how, how the new management strategy develops, if it develops, you know, it, it seems like they just don't want to listen to their fans. Like, I get it if they were saving it and just, like, um, you know, just, like, really, like, kind of holding on to it. Like, keep it in your back pocket. Like, I'm sure, like, Nintendo holds on to things when they need a quick buck. But See, when, when they came out at the PS4 announcement, I had this glimmer of hope for exactly 0.6 nanoseconds mm-hmm. that that's what they were talking about. But please then, be excited for E3. Yeah, please be excited for E3. And, and my answer within that... 0.6 nanoseconds was there's no way it's going to be what we actually want. It's going to be Final Fantasy, you know, 13 versus remade as Final Fantasy 15. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's and that's great that we get an exclusive Final Fantasy, but if it's like the last one, I am going to commit seppuku. I'm going to kill myself because 13 was so bad. I it's the only Final Fantasy game I've ever traded in. Ever. And I will n- I I I can't fathom playing another game like that i hope they learned something wouldn't that have been an awesome just drop the mic moment if like you know the guy just came out and said final fantasy 7 hd remake and just dropped the mic and just left the stage yeah that's exactly it that's like why exactly- don't i really need to be like you know in charge of one of these companies just one day like i would make <laughs> reggie fill me look like a, just a to- like everybody would hate that guy after i'm done with this stuff just going out and doing like the hype for it. It would been. It would just be awesome. Yeah, I agree. Aside the fact that I'm ugly and nobody likes me, but <laughs> <laughs> we, like you. we like you. We like you. We'll do like a Roxanne thing. I'll just like feed somebody else lines. <laughs> <laughs> well, Burgundy, you have uh, some news about Bioshock Infinite. I do. Oh yes. Um, I was really resistant on this game. I really was a, a huge skeptic of it, and I don't know why, actually. I think it was unfair because I, I read a lot of stories about development hell and people leaving the project, and and they went through a phase where there was like a lot of stuff being shown and, and stuff not being shown, and people were just getting worried about the project. So it actually fell off my radar because I just it seemed like the hype was getting ahead of it, and it just, wasn't, it just would not deliver in the end. Then along comes Adam Sessler's video review of it. It is amazing. Um, I, I really like Adam Sessler in the industry just because he's a, he has a lot of passion about what he talks about. He knows what he talk. He knows his subject of what he's talking about. He's not just like you know a face out there where like you know just a talking head and you know reading a script from somebody else. When he does stuff, when he talks about things, it's you can tell it's him. You can tell he really loves it. You can tell he really enjoys it. The way he described this game, I just have to play it now. And I have a job interview tomorrow. After that, I'm picking up the game and I'm running home to play it. It is, and the way he described it is kind of perfect for like my type of gamer. I like to really get immersed in the world. 
and I really like to just wander around and like see what the developers put into the game, all the little touches and everything like that. Like I'm the type that it takes. Like if you give me a 12-hour adventure game, it'll take me 36 hours to get through it because I'll just be exploring everything and zooming in on everything and just really looking at all the detail that was put in the game. The way he structured his review and the way he was talking about it, he really just hammered that point home that there's just a, the game is just lush with detail and all the work that they put into it and the story they put into it and just this is what a game is supposed to be and he says it's you know it's right up there with like you know saying a game is art and and why and it raises a lot of questions and it's ah I just really want to play it now so my question is are you picking up for the PC or console um, I'm going to have to do console um, the only Thing I have the game on PC wise is, uh, is my MacBook Pro, and that's just I just don't really you know like gaming on that thing. Hero Clicks Online is pretty decent, just so. <laughs> nice. Uh, but uh, yeah, I we should be receiving our uh, review copy this week, mm-hmm. so I will be trying to get a video review up in the next week or two weeks, somewhere along those lines. Um, I'm really looking forward to playing the game. Uh, it's it's a case of I know the hype machine started early on it, but the more I... And see, this has actually been one of the few times that I've actually sought out information. I played the first Bioshock. I liked it. I wouldn't say that I loved it. I really liked the ambiance. I really liked the the lore behind mm-hmm. it. I was the same. I wasn't completely blown away, but I really enjoyed it. Two, and I, I could I could have... Yeah, I could have done without two. Well, I mean, every- yeah, I know. And it was okay. I mean, it was what it was. But this one has me very interested. It's period Americana, which always mm-hmm. gets my 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 uh, feathers ruffled, so to speak. And uh, I, I'm interested in seeing... I'm, I'm so interested about the Skyhook. I'm so interested to find out about Elizabeth. I think what they've shown, without spoiling anything of her powers... Uh, looks to be very interesting, and I'm interested to see how this all plays out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, uh, that's yeah. Yeah, according according to the reviews out there, and I know a couple people that are playing it that you know I respect their opinion. Um, they're saying it's one of those games where this is just you know one of those reasons why you play video games is going to be one of these things. So so I'm definitely going to check it out now. And and I, I hate that it's a shooter. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though I, you, when you look at it I, I have to say I've been, I've been looking back at you know there was a time when in the 80s where everything was a platformer mm-hmm. and then it was in the 90s everything was an RPG well no you had a little bit of, of time in there where everything was the puzzler oh yeah and yeah. then you had the RPG movement and then you then came, here came the shooters and for the last 2,000 years, we've had well, nothing but shooters. And that's really my point is the funny part is I think they still haven't really scratched the surface of storytelling in that medium. I mean, they've started to uh, Bioshock, Portal, you know, th- they've started to crack that code. But I still think we have a long ways to go in telling a story in first person perspective. Uh, as far as the shooter goes, so I'm I'm interested to see what kind of things they they pull off. And knowing you know Ken Levine, it's going to have a twist in there somewhere, and I'm sure it's going to be an awesome twist. So I'll, I'll be interested to see how that works, how that plays out. 
and the thing with Bioshock though too is it's it's different than your typical shooter. I mean, if you think about your typical shooter, generally nobody cares about storyline because all they're going to do is skip the main single player mode, go straight to online, and start Frag Fest nine thousand. Hmm. Um, so this Doesn't is this even is have multiplayer in it. I don't know. Does it? I don't think it does. Awesome. That would. I, I have to say, I'm very conflicted about this game because I've never played Bioshock One. Oh, um, you should. I, I well, and I'm get hold your horses. I'm <laughs> getting there. He's a little. Jeez. God. Um. He's a little battered today. Go easy on. <laughs> really took a lot out of me with the whole Facebook thing. <laughs> no, no, it's not Facebook. It's Farmville. Shot two. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, and when we started the podcast up here again, uh, oh gosh, six episodes ago, I think we're at now. Um, the uh, I was playing the plus free Bioshock Two, uh, so I mean, I I I, I know it doesn't hold up to to one, and it doesn't have Levine and and all that jazz. Uh, and it was interesting, you know, the 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 narrative, a uh, narrative with a shooter. But I mean, I've, I've seen it before. You know, Resistance, Resistance Two. They they both had pretty fairly developed stories along with the shooter, um, as well as having uh, some pretty awesome online stuff. But I, I I just it's not my preferred mode. If if I'm gonna go for shooters, it's almost I I prefer kind of you know something on the order of Ratchet and Clank. Than than a first person shooter, and 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 I know it's going to get me on your side here. <laughs> yes, exactly. I had to <laughs> I had to throw that out there to get somebody on my side. But I I I, I get frustrated with first person shooters because honestly, I'm just not that good at them. I mean, I I'm fair. I can. It's not that I can't get past the single player game. I suck at multiplayer. Both can attribute to that. Um, but no, the, you you earn me lots of XP being the healer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but you know, I I just it's not my preferred thing. And I look at Bioshock Infinite, and I see something that if it were in almost any other medium than an FPS, it would actually break the resolution I made this year to not play pay full price for a game. Also, because it comes with Bioshock One for the PS3, so it would get to play the first one, which I haven't played and it would come with four, which, you know, just by all accounts looks amazing. The whole, uh, the whole uh, Elizabeth aspect really intrigues me. Um, and something that's the, you know, a different big bad, not, not big daddies again, you know, something, something different on the front. Um, so it's a game that causes me a lot of internal turmoil, I guess, in, in the aspect of it's something that looks really interesting. It's something that looks like I would enjoy, thematically and story story wise but it's been put into a package of something that i nearly abhor but see i think i think that in and of itself isn't necessarily a bad thing i think it's something that's going to stretch your boundaries to where you say you know what if i really like this game and you start playing it and you really do then maybe you're going to actually get better at it and feel less bad about the rapper as a whole, you know, as, as the genre of style of play as a whole, because you had a good experience with something that, yeah, you may not have, you may not have been able to be on a competitive multiplayer team, but you made it through the game and you experienced the narrative. I mean, you played walking dead, right? 
Yeah. Well, the the Telltale one. Yeah. At times, it's a first-person shoot, shooter. I mean, that's it is, point. which frustrated me because there was no invert Y-axis option. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there are, all thing, there are some normal. things. I am normal. You yeah. all are backwards. There are some things that we can't help you with. <laughs> but <laughs> I, but it's, it's it's you know it's like left-handed people are the only people in their right mind. Inverted people are correct. That is the way it works. <laughs> You are not moving a mouse. You don't need to move up on the mouse to make the cursor go up. So Vita version, do we think it will happen? Yeah. I so hope so. First it, real shooter yeah. on a Vita. I don't, I don't know if it'll be... Something will come out. I, I, don't, I don't know if it'll be an exact port or not, but something will come out. I, I hope so. He was talking about doing a special, um, something special for the Vita. Like, he had things in mind for it that were, that it was going to make that version special. But, like, I don't think, I don't remember ever seeing anything elaborated on that. Does, does anybody remember yeah, like, so, why that was going to be special? So, what, what basically came out of it is IGN pressed him over and over again on it. And he said, look, it's come down to this. I really want to make the game for Vita, but it's got to make sense fiscally for the company. Which means that if Sony isn't going to give him some kind of guarantee or something along those lines, we're not going to see it on the Vita. Ah. Because obviously, yes, it will sell well on the Vita, but guessing at what their development costs are for porting over a full PS3 game to the Vita to make it comparable, I think that's where the barrier is. And I think I think unless they, Sony wants to play ball and help kind of subsidize the development of the game, which yeah, they should. They should. If they were smart, they should. I mean, they, they want the Vita. They want to push the Vita out there. You, you need games like that to, to show it off. I mean, it, it truly would be the first true shooter on the Vita. So, I mean, I, I think that would be a smart move on their behalf. <laughs> well, you didn't but... like Resistance on it? <laughs> Sorry. Sigh. Oh wow! I didn't expect that bad a reaction. I think I think you I think you knocked them both off the internet. No, he just broke me. That's horrible. That's, that's was, as much as saying you didn't like Call of Duty on the Vita. No, was, no, sir, I did not. I was so I can't. Did you play, actually I play it? I I bought it. I bought it blind because it said Resistance, and oh. I know. I figured Insomniac had like something to do with it, and nope. oh my god. Nope, and that oh. development studio is thankfully now kerput. Uh huh. I was. That's the last time I cold bought a game. Like I'm embarrassed that I did that in this day and age, that I bought a game cold like that. Yeah, I, I, I was. I didn't. I played uh at GameStop, that kind of play. You know where they had the little demo unit, mm-hmm. and I picked it up and I played it and I was like, oh my god, this is not. Re- I mean. It's there, but it's got no soul. It's got no feel of resistance. And I, I just very much did not enjoy it. And Call of Duty even less. And Call of yeah, Duty... Yeah, I thought that was a mess. Oh, it should have been the one that they led with. I mean, they should have gotten an actual development team on that. But again, they did the same thing that they did with Resistance and just ported it off to a third-party uh, company that had very little experience working on Vita games. Good Vita games, anyways. And there you go. So now I'm depressed. <laughs> Neil, why don't you che- why don't you uh, cheer me up with a little more information about the PS4? 
All right. Well, it uh, is looking like Sony's decision to announce the PlayStation 4 early, well, at least by most people's estimates early, is looking like a better and better decision all the time. While uh, we're still left wondering what the heck the Wii U is going to do and when the heck we're going to see the 720 Durango box of X, uh, PlayStation is strutting around like a peacock showing off all kinds of new stuff. And at the uh, Gamers Development Conference, or GDC, in uh, San Francisco, they've uh, just released uh, some new some new news, which included uh, two more games that they've announced coming out, potentially being aimed at release titles. Um, one of the titles is Primal Carnage Genesis, which is a, about all we know about it, is a dinosaur game. Uh, it is a dinosaur game, and uh, dinosaurs will be the feature of the game. And that is from a company called, uh, it's an episodic adventure game, and from a company called Lukewarm Media. And you're stranded on a futuristic island with dinosaurs. So that's about all we know about the game. If you look at the video, it looks pretty darn impressive for an independent studio. I have Um, to say that I thought you were going to say Primal Instinct for a minute, and I was going to get all excited. Well, when I first saw it, I was like, is this a is this a spinoff of Primal Instinct? And I got I got like a little bit of you know uh, super excitement there for a second, and then I looked. Okay, it's not, but it is dinosaurs, so you know dinosaurs are cool. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, and then the other game. Oh wait, uh, roll it back for a second. Um, oh no, I'm getting lost in my notes here. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the, the the game is being powered by the uh, Unreal Engine four. So, uh, you know, that they've, they've got a, a good step in with a solid uh, engine behind the game. So, uh, and, and again, it's being aimed as a release title. Uh, also, uh, it's a game we've heard before, but it's uh, Blacklight Retribution, which was a product of Sony's, uh, uh, what was it? It was an initiative to help fund uh, smaller studios to, to be able to get games out to on their console. And this is a, it's a shooter. Uh, it's going to be a free-to-play first-person shooter from a developer called Zombie Studios. And uh, watching the video again, you don't get a lot of cohesive video. It's very, you know, snapshots of gameplay and uh, and uh, cutscenes. But uh, again, looks amazing, especially considering that it's coming from an independent developer. So uh, we're looking at this and, and you know, here we go. We're, we're talking about a major console release with two p- potential launch, launch games being from independent you know, little known, smaller house software developers. And this to me is just, just the best thing in the world. I infuse new blood into it, get some of those smaller companies out there that have just got ideas that, you know, wouldn't necessarily would have to release it, you know, on, on a smaller platform or to a smaller audience, uh, you know, a PC crowd, which I know PC gamers are out there, but they are, you know, uh, while getting bigger these days, they are still a minority group out there. Um, just this is this is exactly what Sony needed to do. They needed to get in there, get new talent, get new blood in there, get more exclusives that are going to get people to come in and buy the system. And this is just this is great news coming out of GDC for Sony fans. So I'm I'm going to insert a new story here, and that is the flip side of this, in that design docs for Durango were leaked last week, uh, since we recorded the podcast last that basically out and out said and they've been confirmed by reliable sources across the industry that the Durango unit is or 720 whatever you want to call it looks like now it's just going to be called Xbox 
uh, that it's actually going to have always on. You must load the games to the hard drive, meaning that reselling of games is not going to be possible. And um, I said always on, and, and that you have to have the connect hooked up. Oh. We are the Borg. You will be assimilated. And this is really making... I, I keep going back and forth. Would Microsoft actually do this? And then half of me says, well, if you look at Windows 8 and some of their other business decisions, yes, they would most definitely do this. And the, the other side of me says, no, there's they really wouldn't do this because that would give... That, to me, would give Sony just this huge advantage going into the new console generation of wars. What, what do you guys think about that? And what do you think about Neo, Neo's story? Neo, I think, I think you're right about the indie development. I mean, having those be strong leaders at launch, I think, says a lot about the mentality of the company and where they see new IP and new blood coming from. And they're investing and subsidizing that development. Uh, that's, that's the interesting part to me, is that they're inherent. I think they've finally understood that this is where things are heading. We need to give other types of games a chance. And we're seeing more and more indie development on the PS3 and the PS4. Uh, I think it's, it's definitely a good thing. But where, where Burgundy, Neosapien, where do you guys stand on, on the, the... There's still rumors at this point, but industry insiders that have been speaking under condition of anonymity that apparently multiple media outlets trust are saying this really is the case for the Durango. What do you guys think about that? If if the Xbox actually releases like that, like that um, with a Kinect mandatory, uh, I'm just simply not going to be able to use it. Like currently my primary gaming setup is, I'm staring at it right now, I have a 32-inch TV, you know, 32-inch HD TV that I sit literally three feet away from. I have no room for a Kinect in that situation. <laughs> I have, like, chair, TV, and it's, like, right there. That's the way I game on it, you know, and it's fine. It works. It's wonderful. It's awesome. You know, it's a great TV, you know, 32 inches. But Microsoft would throw... suggest magnets Yeah. <laughs> to suspend yourself and levitate against the wall. Yeah, like seriously, like I, there, there's no, there's not enough space in a lot of people. Like, I mean, dorm room gaming done. Like, they, they wouldn't be able to do that. You don't have enough room in dorms, and let's face it, there's a ton of college students that play games. Well, I, I have a setup in our uh, lowest level of our townhome where I record the podcasts and I also do my gaming and we watch movies, and I've got a 50 inch uh, HD TV. Mm-hmm. And on the opposite wall, which I'd say is about six feet away, I've got three reclining chairs. And so even in that space, I cannot set up the Kinect sensor. I can exactly. set up the PlayStation Eye, believe it or not. We have to push our backs of our legs against the chairs, but we can play. But I cannot play with the, with the Kinect. The Kinect is too small. It's too small of an area. It wants at least eight feet. Mm-hmm. And I... That's I, pushing it. And I understand that the new Connect will work in uh, smaller areas. So is that your only resistance to it? Uh, to be honest, yeah. I mean, the whole like reselling of games really doesn't bother me all that much because I'm, you know, a game hoarder. I'll be honest. I, you know, I look at my collection and I have stuff that goes back to, you know, well, really goes back to the Atari. So. 
I tend to keep a hold of a lot of stuff, you know, keep a hold of my games. I tend to not trade them in just because the value dips so low that it's not even worth it for me. Um, and then I end up like lending out games to people and everything. I kind of treat it like um, I had a friend come over one time and look for games and he was looking to play something. I asked him a bunch of probing questions and I treated it kind of like, you know, somebody going into a wine shop mm-hmm. and looking to pair a wine with like, you know, food. I did that with his mood and video games. And I was able to pair up his mood to like the perfect video game he can borrow. He ended up, he ended up borrowing the PlayStation 2 version of Gungrave. <laughs> All right, and it absolutely was perfect for him, and he loved me for it. And it was great, and he said, "You should open up a shop doing that." And I'm like, "Yeah, because that's going to actually make money." But, you know, the idea is, I really don't care about that part. I, honestly, I don't think that that's going to bug as many people as you think. A lot of people freak out about that, but the thing is. You know, half the time when people are buying used games, they're they're saving five bucks on it. You know, when they're trying to buy like the newer games and everything. Um, so I, I really think people will get over that pretty quick. We we certainly swallowed microtransactions like it was nothing. So the whole you know fake resistance to this kind of stuff I think is tenuous at best. Um, so that part doesn't really bug me so much. The the connect thing, the always on internet thing, kind of bothers me a little bit because if things go down, I'm not going to be able to play my games. And internet allergies happen. So that part really bothers me, um, especially if it ties in. Like if you can't play stuff locally when there's are access to their services down, that's crap. Um, yeah, I'm just not a fan of what I'm hearing so far as far as that side goes. You say, um, what do you think? Well... <clears throat> I, I'm I'm going to be an optimist for a minute here and say that that is either uh, intentional misinformation or somebody got a hold of an old document and it's not really their plans forward. I, I'm going to go ahead and say that's what I believe this is. Um, <clears throat> but I I would I would have <clears throat> dear lord I would have no reason to buy uh, an Xbox. We'll just call it Xbox. Uh, I I don't want i mean i'm not quite to the level of of trial with turning the uh you know connect sensor up against a wall whenever i'm not using it but i tend to try to keep a fairly clean tv area and more than likely my connect when i was not playing something that had it would be hidden behind my center channel or you know tucked away somewhere like i keep my playstation i tucked away it's not constantly out um so i i don't I don't really like that idea of having to have that out all the time. Um, I, I, you know, my feelings on the whole always on thing. And if for anybody, if this is your first episode, I am against it. So uh, at some point, the gaming machine has to be about playing games. And if I always have to have it connected to the internet, all of a sudden it's not about playing games anymore. It's about being connected to the internet. Um, and I just – the logistical nightmare of having – if you buy a disk game, it having to install to your hard drive and then running it off of the hard drive versus running it off of the disk, that would be a maintenance logistical nightmare. Now, if it's just in small installing a, a small package, um, something like the, the PlayStation 3 or the Xbox does now, okay, I, I get that. I understand that some things work better if it's stored locally on the disk rather than going back to the optical drive. But installing the whole game and then mandatory having to play it off the hard, installed copy on the hard drive, 
especially I am I am a game hoarder, not as uh, far back in history as as our our dear Burgundy here, but I do have a, a substantial collection from uh, PS One forward, uh, and including GameCube and Wii also. So, I you know it would just be for me it would just be painful to have to be running the logistical logistics of it. It wouldn't just be oh hey I want to play this game or I want to show somebody this game and show them what it did and it's from you know the beginning of the generation run and oh crap I got to wait and run this oh crap my hard drive's full oh crap what am I gonna yeah you know, it, it just that's just annoying I did everything about that announcement grates me the wrong way. Well, that probably means it's actually true then. <laughs> Circling back to the original story, though, I do love the independent um, developer focus for the PS4. Um, that's one of the things I really enjoyed about the PS3. The PS3 a lot is there's been a lot of original content. Like the, uh, I mean, one of my favorite games that I played on there, like uh, the Mutant Blobs game, on there, I really had a lot of fun with that, especially the Vita version of it. Um, they've had a lot of great developers that they've kind of um, nurtured, like uh, the the ones that did Journey and Flower. That game uh, company. Yeah. That game company. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I was gonna say, what's that game company? <laughs> that would have been awesome. Um, but yeah, I love you know how they support projects like that. Um, what was that? Uh, Sound Shapes. Has yes. anybody played that one? Yes, that's the Jonathan Mack. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, fantastic. Fantastic. The the whole the Beck songs they have on there. Are, Amazing. Yeah. The, the whole thing. I just love that whole project that they did, and um, they've given me a lot of that on the PS3, and I really appreciate that, and I support that. So to hear them keep talking about doing that, I really appreciate that, and I will support that. And they're not just in the you know a lot of the independent content that we've seen on the PS3 has been uh, very artistic, but not necessarily what you would call mainstream games. You know, mm -hmm. Unfinished Swan, uh, Limbo. Uh, what's that one with the puzzle where you can only see where it's lighted? Closure, close closure, yeah, closure. That was one. Um, you know, the cave. Echo Chrome. Echo Chrome. Oh, yeah, yeah so I remember that one. See, see a lot of, of that kind of stuff. But these, this, this is a action adventure, episodic game about dinosaurs and a first-person shooter, coming out of an independent studio. I, I think that's more. To me, that not the saying that the others aren't good. I mean, I love everything that that game company put out, and I, I've, I've loved uh, you know the Telltale game. Well, I guess Telltale's not really a small but anyway uh you know i've loved a lot of that stuff and but you know to see it branching out and seeing companies that are smaller companies putting out games that are typically of a style that are put up by major companies and getting their take on it and seeing how how will they take this and and make it their own and what will they do with it that's the real intriguing thing to me i think with the move to the pc platform architecture we're going to see the same games coming out on the PSN that we'll see on Steam. The question will be, what's the price disparity going to be, and will these small studios be able to afford to put to list their items on the PlayStation Network? If Sony's smart, they'll make the barrier to entry just as low as it is on Steam. Because the more the merrier, 
and the more they have to talk about in that instance for marketing. Right. I think you're going to see that, if not right away, very soon, because we are going to get into a very dicey area um, when it comes to companies trying to remain profitable in the console business, especially with a transition happening right now. I mean, I know the economy is getting a little bit better, but I think people are really going to be stingy with their entertainment dollars going forward in the next couple of years. So Sony is really going to have to figure out ways to get, you know, low cost, you know, gamers in. And I think if they, the hardware, I don't really expect it to be all that super expensive. I mean, it's definitely not going to be a repeat of the PlayStation 3 when it, when it launched. And you see what they're doing with, say, PSM Plus. I think they're going to keep going with that because hopefully that's working for them. I mean, because that as a, you know, as a gamer, especially as, you know, somebody who wants to be on a budget, that's a fantastic value. It is a fantastic value. I, I can't believe, you know, when it first came out, I said there was no way I would be a PlayStation Plus subscriber. Mm-hmm. And then Neo Sapien talked me into it. And I have never looked back when my first year lapsed. I immediately re-signed up for the second year because I have literally have so many games and a lot of them I would have never tried without mm-hmm. the PlayStation Network. And there's some real gems in there. So, yeah. I, there, there's sometimes when I sit there and I'm, when I'm ready to drop down, like I couldn't wait for a game to come out and I was ready to plunk that, you know, 12, 15 bucks on it. Um, I think one time uh, Double Dragon Neon when that came out. <laughs> Like I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an old school brawler fan. I'm sorry, you know. I'll play them all, and you know, and wait. Which has for... to be always on, by the way. <laughs> oh, you serious? That one too. Yep. Upsetting. Um, but you know, that was a that was a way forward, right? Yep. Yeah, they did that. So yeah, I was really excited for it. I'm like, I want to support this. I love the idea. This is great. I was like, let's you know bring it on. It came out the first week free to PlayStation Plus members. So I'm like, uh, okay. Sorry, you know, I, I wanted to give you 15 bucks, but you're giving it to me for free now, so I'll take it. So what did you think of it? Just as a total aside, did you did you like the, the neon take on it? or? I really enjoyed the style. I love, like, the 80s rock, you know, that they put behind it and everything like that. <laughs> uh, the, the soundtrack's great. There's actually a website where you can, like, get the soundtrack and stuff. Um but, but damn, that game's hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they really made it brutal. <laughs> I'm like, I wish there was like an option just to feed quarters into it or something like that because it seems <laughs> kind of prohibitive. Like, I think they like, you know, okay, we're going to design it like the arcade game, but not let you feed quarters, which is why they design games like that so you would feed quarters. So inherently, that kind of breaks the home version. <laughs> yeah, well, I have to say that X Men uh, definitely lets you feed quarters. Mm-hmm. And and uh, it definitely breaks the, ver- the home version. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get to our final thoughts for this week. Uh, we've we've uh, managed to kill an entire hour already. Um, and, uh, Neil, we'll stop or start with you. Um, well, did we want to go with the question that Trial posed oh, that's right. last yes. time? Or do we want to just... Uh... No, that's, that's good. Even though he's not here and he's died in a horrible, fiery wreck, we should honor him in his memory by uh, talking about what game we would make into a quality movie. So why don't you go first? Yeah, um, well, and I said last week in our closing, I already had my answer for his question, and I had to try to think of something else to close the show with. Um, but the answer to that is Infamous. Uh, easily one of my favorite games of this last generation, especially for, for everything from gameplay to story to 
just just ambiance, uh, the the parkour controls, the uh, yeah, just the the superhero aspect of it or supervillain, depending on which way you wanted to go with it. Um, I, I think, and there's there's plenty of narrative there. There's you know, there, you got your terror. Your stereotypes. You got a uh, story of. Uh, you could take it any way. You could follow the the story of the game. You could you could tweak it. Um, you could do whatever you want with it. Uh, I, I would say we you definitely want to go with uh, Cole McGrath as your initial character. I don't think you'd want to stray from that too far. But uh, I think that if you could get a, a studio that would that would treat it with some respect and. Uh, this is not a project I would put uh, Joss Whedon on, um, but uh, there's not too many things I say that for. But the the type of movie I would be thinking of for this would not would not be his style. Um, so uh, yeah, that's uh, infamous. Uh, the you know whichever angle you want to take on it, uh, I'm guessing they would go with hero because you know probably just you know kind of anti-hero type. Burgundy, what would you what would you choose? Yeah, I actually forgot about thinking of this until you just mentioned it now. <laughs> and so I got a little scared for a second, and then I got hit with this, like, you know, moment of clarity. Pixar presents Ratchet and Clank. That that would go that, well. That would be... Yeah. I, I, I think my answer was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, Neo, on your, in your case, I would agree with that, but only if they turned... Uh, in the sequel, turned him dark, because I'm sorry the the ending, which I will not spoil of that game between uh, Cole and the other main character, is another one of those moments in gaming where I actually got a little choked up. Are you talking about the uh, the, mm, the the dark free? ending? Yes, the dark ending. Yeah, no, I I am with you there. That that's that's one of those times. I only two times I can think of in recent history I got choked up playing a game. One was the 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 mountain sequence in Journey, and the other was the the toward the end of the dark playthrough of the scene you're talking about in the dark playthrough of. Uh, what, what about if, The Walking Dead? Yeah, I I. I not as bad because I kind of knew it was coming. Okay. I, I didn't. I didn't expect it with the other two. Okay. I mean, you kind of know it's coming with The Walking Dead. Um, but yeah, I, I did get a little. It's like yeah, you know, you really were. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to be spoiler free here, and everything I want to say is pretty much a spoiler. So yeah. So <laughs> that's I actually right. never got to play a dark run through of Infamous. Oh, you Infamous or oh. Infamous Two? Infamous, either one. I have a hard time bringing myself to play bad guy. It's hard. It is, but Infamous 2 is well worth it. I, I will say that it's probably one of my favorite endings because I am I always play the good thing first, yeah. and then I go through. And in superhero games, it's not as hard for me because I'm a superhero. I'm going to do collateral damage. You know, that's what I'm all about is, you know, destruction incarnate. I'm a weapon of mass destruction. So I don't feel as bad in a superhero movie causing damage, accidentally, quote-unquote, beating up civilians, things like that. But I will say that it's well worth it in Infamous 2. If you get a chance, play through the, the bad ending because it, the ending alone is worth the price of admission. Really? All right. I have to check they, that out. They actually gave the better ending to the... The dark ending. To the dark ending. Yeah. Really? Yep. Because uh, I, I beat the, fir- the, the good ending first and was like, yeah, this is kind of all right. You know, I, I, I can live with this. But then I played the dark one and I'm like, that is so much better of an ending. <laughs> I am almost wondering if uh, the new Infamous doesn't take off. 
I think it has of the dark ending. It has to. They they have to have whipped into a, a panic state, even though there aren't. Well, yeah, I can't go too far in the spoiler country here, but yeah, it's <laughs> so hard. It's very hard, but yes, the, um, I, I think you're right in that case. Um, so we'll, I'll be interested to see where Second Son picks up. Uh, my my thought on this one: What game would I make into a quality movie? Uh, it's one that's been on my mind a lot lately, and that's Heavy Rain. It already was ha- a movie. <laughs> it, it, it already has a lot of movie like aspects. Um, but you know, I would love to see it cut down into a two hour narrative. There's twists in the storyline. There's, there's emotional reactions. Um, and you know, you, you do feel for the main characters. Um, I, I think that would, you know, you, you joke that it's already a movie, but I think, I think it's got some really redeeming things that would translate well to a direct movie. Uh, oh yeah, and I'd love to see it acted with. Uh, you know, it could be done almost with a, as, as several different movies because of each of the characters' outlooks. But you know, you've got the the noir section for the detective. You've got the the sultry action kind of sequences for uh, the main female lead, and then you've got the the father figure who's going through a rough patch in his life, who you empathize with for the main character. Uh, so I, I can see a lot of different ways of that playing out on the screen. And you forgot um, the detective. Well, and, and then there's the there's the CSI cyber detective. Right. And, you know, that you approach it from all those different angles and all those different styles in one movie. And you either come out with an absolute mess or you come out with a with several different stories converging, which I think is the way I'd, I'd tackle it. And I think you can do that effectively in a movie. My only requirement for that is if they were to do it, they would have to cast the guy that plays uh, Castiel in uh, Supernatural as the cop, the FBI agent. Yeah, and I'm not sure who I'd want for the detective because that's 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 yeah. a tough role. That that it would be is like a, a Brian role. Dennehy if he was still. You know what? That enough. that is exactly. <laughs> man, why do why are we on that life wavelength? Because that is exactly who I was going to say. Because he looks like him. he does, kind of look like him. Yes, I agree. And he's got that kind of you know gruff edge to him. You know. Yeah. Well, do we have do we have a favorite existing video game movie? You know, I'm gonna get laughed at for this. Mortal Kombat. I was gonna say that. The first one <laughs> is <laughs> spot on. The first one was great. It was fun. It was awesome. It had great characters in it. It had great, great buildup for the story. It had enough action to keep you involved, and you didn't know how it was going to end. And it made sense. Yeah. They, they actually made it make sense. Yeah. You know, because with the ridiculous, you know, fighting game storylines and everything like that, it fit well. It was fun. The most part was it was fun, and that's really what I was looking for out of it, and it didn't get, considering what it was, overly stupid. Yeah. And I, I love the one to play Sonya. She's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, 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 that's actually always been my favorite uh, video game movie. Although you could kind of say Scott Pilgrim versus the world, kind of. Yeah, it's a comic book movie. Yeah. But it's all, they have a video game too. <laughs> yeah. It came out after the movie. <laughs> <laughs> shh, shh. <laughs> what, what about you, Neo Sapien? Um, well, I'm trying to not be a copycat. Uh, I was going to say Double Dragon just to see what the reactions <laughs> I got were. Um, but 